Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. We need to talk about perhaps the most important market that is screaming something. And of course, we can talk about home prices with April data. Folks, this is May 8th. This is your daily financial news. Let's get into it. Let's first start with national home prices. Yes, we are already getting April data for national home prices. I want to give a shout out to Lance Lambert, our Thursday guest and fortune editor, and a wonderful follow on Twitter, News Lambert. Uh, He put out some data uh, here recently that we need to talk about. First and foremost, according to Zillow's home value indicator that was released this morning, national home price is up 1% month on month, right from March, uh, from, yeah, from March to April, home prices are up. If you watch this channel, you are not surprised by this. We have talked about the housing market being broken. We have talked about new listings being down 20% or more. We have talked about inventory declining. We have talked about below the median and above the median. We are, we are in the know. In addition, Lance Lambert reported some data from Realtor.com that as of, I read this Sunday, I believe, uh, 392,016 homes are on the market today, active listings. That's as of April 23rd, uh, April 2023. As of April 2022, there were 497,844. So let's call that a 20% drop, maybe a 21% drop. Why is that important? I ask you to go back and look at the playlist from Beth Traverso, perhaps from Adrian, right? Beth from Seattle, Adrian from Orange County, Omar from the Inland Empire. Go back and watch our discussions from last April. What was going on last April? Last April was one of those crazy months where people were overpaying and there was true FOMO, I don't know what else to call it, in the real estate market. Last year, last April was an unhealthy real estate market. We were, rates were starting to tick up. I think they were in the fours, maybe the high threes, but I think they were in the fours by April. And we really had unhealthy behavior. But remember, We are down 20% from that number in active listings. And just in case you want to think about pre-COVID or pre-pandemic, in 2019, so a full year before we even knew what that would be, we had 552,082. So we are down, wow, 30% from those numbers. The spring housing market is not coming, as we have discussed on this channel. Yes, there will be new listings. Yes, there will be some move up buyers. Yes, life goes on. But we are missing the cohort of the move up buyers as I was featured in a Fortune article. They're not coming and they're not coming for years. So what does that mean? Well, in reality, it means home builders, home builders are really sitting at top being fat cats. They have all the power today. 
They are the one thing that can throttle demand. They are now seeing commodities like lumber come down, increases margin. And most importantly, they can buy down rates. Hey, Mr. Buyer, you want to rate at 499? We got you. Hey, Mr. Seller, you need 4.5? We got you. This is what we have been talking about. Home builders are going to be sitting in a good spot for at least the next six to 12 months because they are the few things that could bring inventory. And then let's not forget of the 392, let's call it 400,000 available homes today. You and I know because we talk about it almost every week, that 400,000 needs to be divided. How much of that is below the median? How much of that is above the median? How much of that still has wish prices in it? I believe the housing market today below the median is more unhealthy than even last year. And that's not a good thing. Yeah, that's just not a good thing. So again, folks, home prices were up in April. Uh, inventory is down and you really can't you can't get a home or a home crash or price crash with that kind of toxic soup. You really would need inventory to explode. I mean, double or triple. So uh, not coming, not coming, not coming. Uh, Realtor.com we talked about. Let's talk about a short squeeze. I think we talked about this over the weekend. What appeared to be going on on Thursday, Friday, at least from my novice purview, and it's probably been going on for a while, is you were having, I don't know, I'm going to call it Wall Street for lack of a better term, but you were having some very deep pocketed investors short regional banks. And they were shorting the ETF and they were banging that drum and it was really profitable. And what they were looking for is they were looking to take some company stocks down that would cause depositors at said institution to withdraw their cash and go somewhere else. Wall Street was trying to create bank runs by shorting stocks. This apparently was so obvious that the SEC on Friday came out with a notice that they are looking into it. And lo and behold, you have seen some people cover their shorts. And I think that's probably what you're seeing today as well is a follow through in the regional banks just in case the SEC comes in with some kind of regulation saying thou shalt do this or that. But yes, folks, they were, they were leaning on the ETFs. They were trying to punish banks. They were trying to create bank runs. At least that's how I see it in my opinion. I want to give a shout out to George Gammon. George Gammon did a wonderful video over the weekend. At least that's when I watched it talking about the oil market. George did a great job of talking about all the things kind of in the first seven or eight minutes that would make you think prices should be up. OPEC cut, uh, summer driving season, you know, uh, refilling the SPR, all of these things that would make you think that oil prices should be up. And if you haven't checked the oil market, it's down significantly in the last couple of weeks. So I ask you, much like George did in his video, what does that tell you? Folks, I'm going to ask Taylor from Life Goal Investments, the 10-year Wall Street veteran, that question this morning. So you can look forward to that coming out. But as a novice, as somebody who's never been on this Wall Street, it's got to scream recession, right? 
Oil is one of those things that are in, it's a worldwide commodity, one, and it's kind of in everything. So what, what does it mean? Does it mean the U.S. consumer is cutting back? Probably. Does it mean that the robust China reopening that we've been told is coming might not be coming? Maybe. Is it perhaps a signal that OPEC's threat of cuts isn't really happening? Because if you guys don't know, they have been known to announce cuts and then not cut. It's kind of a weird thing. But it is very interesting. And let's not forget that OPEC has another meeting, I think in two weeks, where they may announce another cut. I don't think OPEC likes to see oil below 80 bucks, 75, $70. So it wouldn't shock me if they came out and announced another one. We should stay tuned to that. But yes, full credit to George Gammon. Uh, this, is, this was his idea, his video, but I think it's worth a discussion. And again, I will ask Taylor what he thinks a falling or crashing oil price means, because it means something. It means something. And I'm gonna ask a Wall Street veteran what he thinks. So we talked earlier about national home prices. I got some data about San Francisco in the Bay Area. And as expected, San Francisco housing is struggling. We have been talking about San Francisco dying for quite a while. Uh, we've, I've highlighted San Francisco as one of those markets that's going to be a true crash, right? A crash, by my definition, is 20%. I said San Francisco would feel that. Well, it just happened. San Francisco is now down 23% from the peak. That's not in nine months. San Francisco is down 23%. The Silicon Valley, where I live, getting dangerously close to a crash. It is down 15%. So at this point, Silicon Valley is in correction territory, in my opinion, and it is a crash in San Francisco. Uh, and again, I don't see anything coming to save San Francisco. It, it's... Unfortunately, dying is an ugly process. There will be a time. Let's, be, let's put a silver lining on this. There will be a time where there will be billions, I mean billions of dollars created in value in San Francisco, but that is not today. There is more pain ahead, more struggle, more issues. Frankly, San Francisco won't come back until there is a wholesale clean out of the politicians. The politicians in charge, basically a one-party system, have done this to San Francisco. Their wonderful plan has resulted in what San Francisco is going through today. You can't continue the policies in San Francisco and expect a change. It's just what is what it is. You need to clean it out. You need to try over. You need to reset. It is sad to see. And again, I say this as someone who worked in San Francisco, who dropped significant money on season tickets to the Warriors and had to stop going because it is unsafe. It is unsafe. Having season tickets to the Warriors was a lifetime goal. And I felt unsafe going to the stadium or arena or whatever you want to call it. It, it is sad and just so bad, so bad. So last thing I want to highlight, if you didn't hear, uh, we are bringing the four Avengers of real estate. That is Millennial Mike, the Lumberjack Landlord, Dion Talk, and myself to one of our three-hour Sunday sessions. On May 21st, 
you, or at least a hundred of you, will be able to come on and ask us questions. A couple weeks ago, I asked what, what uh, session you wanted, and this is the one that won the beauty contest. So I'll put a link below. Uh, I think I checked earlier this morning. There are seven tickets sold already, so we got 93 spots left. I do expect this to sell out because those gentlemen are such huge contributors to one rental at a time. If you ever wanted to ask a question or see us go deep on a topic, you have to join this session. And again, just like all the others, if you buy a ticket, you will get the video um, sent to you once it is loaded. So if you can't make it or you can only make a portion of it, you will get the video. So again, lots of you asked to be on with these guys. So ask a question, see where we agree, disagree, out-of-state investing, house hacking, you know, 16 units to financial freedom, uh, you know, leverage your portfolio, don't leverage it. All of these things you've probably been wanting to ask us, now is your chance. Let's see who is going to join uh, again, 47 bucks on Zoom, not a webinar, it's a meeting. So you will get to come on camera and ask questions, or if you want, you're a little shyer, you can put it in uh, the comments and I will answer them for you. And then lastly, folks, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday about this amazing book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Investors or Real Estate Millionaires. I want to remind you that I wrote this book for you. I know the first five years of real estate investing is slow. When I was in that first five-year journey, I had to rely on a blue book from Gary Keller. I think it was called The Million Millionaire Real Estate Investor. It's blue and white. And more importantly, on that book, I had to rely on the, past, the last 20 pages. This book is well over 200 pages, I think. Where is it? Yeah, almost 300 pages of millionaire real estate investors for you. There are 15 stories in here. My hope is you read this through one time and then you go, Mike, I like story number three, story number seven, and story number 11. If that happens, I win. What do I mean by three, seven, and 11? Well, if you're like me and you're in year two and a half or year three and you're struggling to save a down payment, or you just got a repair bill that you didn't expect and you want to know it's worth it, come back and read these stories. That's what I had to do. I have the beauty of being 22 years into this. I know it works. I have evidence. A lot of you don't yet. That's what this book is. This book is evidence of 15 other investors from all over the place with different stories collected and written for you. So if you've got this book, do me a favor, take a selfie, send it to me, write a five-star review. Uh, if you've got one rental at a time, we're over 11 or 1200 five-star reviews. I would love one there too. But this book is for you. So there should be a link below uh, to get it on Amazon. And as a little surprise, if you don't know, Dion from Dion Talk is actually the narrator if you buy it on Audible. So if you wanna have Dion read a book to you, you will get that opportunity. So in the end, folks, take care. I hope to see you at this event on May 21st. I have a lot of fun. Those are just a lot of fun for me. So if you're coming to the event on the 21st, leave a comment below. If you're gonna be in Fresno this Saturday, let me know because that will be a live session. 
uh, with Jason Stratton, Dean, and myself. So take care. Have a wonderful day. Bye.